0: Well, in Philippians chapter one, in verse nine, this is Paul praying for the church at Philippi. And he says this, this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless till the day of Christ. And I'm going to call attention to you of the way it reads in the King James. In verse 10, it says that you may approve things that are excellent. In the Amplified Bible, it says so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value. I want to continue today and and, uh, with God's help finish up this series we've been talking about. Uh, We've been talking about becoming a person of excellence. Amen. And I hope you've enjoyed it. And, and for those of you who are guests with us today, I'll just warn you ahead of time that um, this is high octane. This is high content material. You know, when when I heard Brother Jesse Duplantis the other night, he was sharing about one of his uh, one of his teaching series that he had out in the lobby uh, that you could get and take home. And, and he said, if you're a baby Christian, this is not for you. He said, this will give you diarrhea. It's way too strong. <laughs> of course, he's hilarious. You know, we all cracked up. But what I'm teaching uh, these past several weeks here, it won't do that to you. Uh, it'll bless you. But some of it is not easy to swallow um, because it, you get your toes stepped on a little bit. Yeah. But how many know that God will sometimes step on your toes? He'll heal them afterwards. Yeah. Won't he? Yeah. Uh, and this is, the, this is the series, you remember I made you promise you won't leave the church over anything I say in this series of messages. We talked the last couple of weeks, we started talking about spiritual excellence. Then we talked about financial excellence. We talked last week if you weren't here and if you weren't here, you missed the you, you missed a week. We talked about physical excellence last week. <clears throat> Amen. And there's some things that I have to share with you yet today. You know, we have an excellent God. And if you want to serve him acceptably, You're going to need to be an excellent individual in every way. We talked about spiritual excellence first because excellence on the outside starts on the inside. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's not what you do. It's who you are. And because it's who you are, excellence is what you do. Amen. And when we talk about excellence, we're talking about doing things right and doing them the best possible way. Do you know that there is a best way to do everything? Isn't there? I mean, think of any activity you could think of. Is there a best way to do it and a not so good way to do it? How about building a house? I I know very well, I've been in in several different houses, as I'm sure you have, that you go into some houses, you can just tell they're not built very well. Right? There's other houses. I mean, they may have built them a century or more ago, but you can tell, boy, this is not going anywhere. This is where I want to be in the storm. Amen. And so there is a best way to do everything. Do you know that God knows what that best way is? Mm -hmm. And he's in you to help you do things that way. We looked at some people who were people of excellence in the word of God. We talked about Daniel. The Bible says he had an excellent spirit. And do you know that Daniel, his inner qualities, that excellent spirit, led him to be excellent in every area on the outside. He went from being a slave to the king's top advisor because of his excellence. And uh, we know that Daniel was he prospered in what he did. And so, you know, in the material realm, he he had excellence. Amen. He wasn't running from credit card companies. Amen. And we know because the Bible tells us that he was physically excellent. Amen. He didn't sit around eating chips and drinking Coke all day. Daniel did. The the Bible says that he, he didn't want to sit at the king's table because of the junk food that the king was eating, more or less. And he said, listen, just give us some veggies and some dip. I mean, some veggies and whatever else they had. In other words, he asked he asked for the the, the good, the high quality stuff. And the the guy above him said, well, I'll do it. But I'm going to get my head cut off when the king sees that you're not in good shape. They brought him back after 10 days and they said, wow, what a physical specimen. Amen. He was excellent in every area. Joseph's another individual. We've talked about him in in times past where, you remember Joseph um, was was in the prison and he ended up being basically the prime minister of Egypt. He, he was a man of excellence and that excellence elevated him. Was he financially excellent? Y- you control all the wealth of Egypt? Yeah, I think so. Was he physically excellent? He, I mean, his master's wife really wanted him badly because he was handsome. So excellence starts on the inside, but will manifest in every area of your life. Not automatically. You have to give heed and give attention in all those areas. But a person of excellence will do so. Glory to God. Excellence is what got Daniel and Joseph to the top. Neither of them were, uh, you know, were slated when they were in prison to next week be, be the prime minister. You understand that? There was no natural reason. What got them noticed? Come on now, somebody answer me. What got them noticed? They, had, they were excellent in every way. Excellence gets you elevated. Excellence gets you noticed. We've said before, excellence doesn't try to impress, but it's impressive. What is it about somebody that you notice? You notice excellence. What is it about some churches That uh, that makes them pop out and stand out to you. They did what they did in whatever level they were at in their growth and development. They did it right. They did it with excellence and it made an impression, didn't it? Hallelujah. Why don't you turn? Let's look at some scripture today. Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22 Thank you, Father. Have you found it? I want you to see one of the results of excellence. Verse 29, the very last verse in the chapter, says this. Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He'll not serve before obscure men. Talks about a man skilled in his work. Well, the most skilled people are excellent at what they do. Is that right? People who are not excellent don't get elevated. The Bible says you see a man skilled before his work, he'll stand before kings. What's that mean? That means the king will find out who's the best. And let him serve me. The king has supposed to have the best people, right? The president looks for the best people. Well, your enthusiasm today is is just knocking me out. (laughs) Turn to Proverbs 11. Proverbs 11. There is another word that anytime you see a person of excellence, you, you would think of this word, too. It's the word integrity. People of excellence have this thing called integrity that they walk according to. I'm not talking about somebody who just has achieved excellence in one area. I mean, somebody who's just an excellent individual, somebody who represents and reflects the Lord Jesus Christ and his excellence. They will have integrity. Proverbs 11. Verse three says the integrity of the upright guides them. The integrity of the upright guides them. How many know that in Buffalo we have several control boards? That have been brought in due to the fact that we seem to have trouble managing things on our own. So the control board comes in to guide you. You know, integrity is your control board. It's your personal control board. It's that quality on the inside of you that that decides that we're going to go for excellence and we're not going to take the shortcut. Right. Right. Walking true to your integrity, it's going to cause you to continually rise. Hallelujah. Wanted to share that with you. We're wrapping up things today and. um, I'm going to hit several different areas here concerning excellence, Okay, Excellence needs to happen in the little things. And we could call this today personal excellence. Okay, we've talked about the spiritual, the physical, the financial, the physical. This is just personal excellence. Excellence makes its living in the little things. Don't you know that anybody can muster up excellence for a big project? Hmm. For a one time thing. But an excellent person will be excellent in the little things as well. Can I give you some traits of personal excellence? Are you ready for them? People who are excellent, people who have integrity. They'll pick up the paper when it when they throw it at the basket and it misses. A person of excellence will go pick it up. Oh, that's such a little thing. Right. Right. Uh, when a person of excellence goes in the in the men's room or the ladies room in the back. Um, It doesn't have to be shut down for cleaning right after they go in and come out. huh? Uh, There's no rule that says you have to wash out the sink for the next person afterwards. But that's the whole thing about excellence. There's nothing that says you have to do it. Most people don't. Hmm? Most people, most Christians in the church are not excellent people. They don't reflect the Lord Jesus. That's why we're preaching for six weeks on it. Amen. But excellence will realize that, uh, you know, guys, if you miss the John, (laughs) you understand that somebody's going to be coming in there after you and it really shouldn't be their job to clean up what you what you did. How many are here today? (laughs) Excellence doesn't just get used to piles of stuff around the house. You know, I mean piles that shouldn't be there. How many know what I'm talking about? There's piles and they've been there for months now, but you, you, you just you don't see them anymore. Why? Because you lowered your standards. You're not supposed to lower your standards. Your integrity is supposed to give you that standard and say, no, this isn't excellence. Excellence doesn't also doesn't get used to just seeing layers of dust and dirt forever and ever and ever. Uh, Traits of of somebody that's excellent. They're polite to people, even if they live with them. (laughs) Huh? Are you excellent in your relationships? It's the little things we miss. And I said to you previously, and I want to reiterate it, that there's two two real uh, strong things. If you want excellence, there's two things it's going to take. Number one, excellence takes effort. Amen. If it was just easy, everybody would do it. And number 2, excellence can be expensive. In other words, there's some sacrifice involved sometimes to achieve it. But you're not achieving it just for your personal gratification. You're achieving it why? So that the excellent, the God of excellence can run his excellence through you and use you as a witness to the world. Amen. So you're polite to people even if you live with them. You don't snap all the time as your normal mode of communication. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Gripe, gripe. Bite, bite. Snap, snap. Nip, nip. That's not excellence, is it? Uh, Can we talk about your excellent car? Huh? A person of excellence doesn't live out of their vehicle. I've told you before uh, the stories. You know, I'm. Please don't think that I was uh, that I'm preaching down at anybody. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm preaching to myself as well as to you. But when I my first couple cars, you could you could uh, literally you could find out my menu for the last week by just looking in the back seat because I'd eat it, wrap it up, and throw it behind me. That's not excellence. And you might say, well, my car is a rust bucket. Make it the cleanest rust bucket on the road. Huh? Excellence. An excellent person, everything they put their hand to excels. Remember, Colossians says, whatever you do in word or deed, do it with all your heart. Do it all the way. The very beginning of 2005 the Lord gave us something for this church to say and it was God all the way. That was what we were doing this year. Huh? How are you more than halfway through? Huh? Are you are you living for God all out? Huh? Hundred percent? Everyone's saying try and stop trying do it. You can do it. You can do it. Amen. Love you today. An excellent person is organized. Yeah. Organized. Your garage is organized. Your closets are organized. Oh, y'all are just looking at me like I'm so offended. Your sock drawer, organized. You know, I'll share with you something that that I heard years ago and it stuck with me and I've never forgotten it. When I was traveling with with Brother Kenneth Hagan and, and uh, he'd speak sometimes to the Ramah students in school, in the Bible school. And, and he said, you know, if I wanted to see if a person's going to make it in ministry or not, he said, I wouldn't listen to him in the pulpit. He said, I'd go home and I'd look in their sock drawer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, thank God I have two sock drawers now. I got one for athletic socks and one for dress socks and they're in there pretty straight because I never forgot that. But, you know, when he said that to me, I said, well, you wouldn't have a problem with me. I don't have a drawer. (laughs) You know, for about. Man, for about how long was it? For about 15 years, at least, I did not have a dresser. I had boxes. And in my closet, I had one box for socks. and a box next to it for some shirts, and, and just box after box. Why didn't you buy a dresser? Couldn't. Not without getting way over my head in debt, not without not being able to give and sew, and those things were important to me because I wanted to be able to buy a dresser someday. Hey, Amen. You ought to see my dresser now. Huh? It's a nice one. It's a nice dresser. My wife's got a nice one, too. Your sock drawer's organized. Your basement. Your basement is organized you know you should never walk into any part of your house and and say don't open that door or if you do don't stand in front of it huh? that's that's not right that's not godly your attic can we talk about your attic huh do you, how many understand that these things actually do matter and I'm not just reading a list to fill up some time this morning these, these things matter it matters It matters if you're a slob, you need to you need to stop. You need to repent. You need to ask God to help you because it's not excellent. That's right. Well, everybody else, I know everybody else is, but you're not supposed to be everybody else. You're supposed to be a child of God. We are a royal priesthood. You are excellent already. We all need to act it. Can we talk about your shed? Huh? How many have a shed? Okay, lots of people. Is it excellent? Huh? Your kitchen needs to be organized. I know most of you ladies are probably better than us men are. Your desk should be organized. What your outward life is, is a reflection of what you are on the inside. If you're a mess on the outside, then your heart and your spirit and your mind is like a messy file cabinet that you can't find anything in. But what if everything was in its place? How would you like to go to pray about something and and you're able to, so to speak, open up that file cabinet, put your finger right on that thing and get the answer? Amen. That's why these things are so important. Hallelujah. Why don't you go through the house and make a list of anything that you see that's not excellent? And then then get together and find out what, what can we do about it? What do we need to do about it? Somebody said we should fast and pray about it. No, don't do that. Don't do that because you'll take too long. You'll forget it. Amen. An excellent person makes good use of their time. Do you know we are never to waste time? If you follow God fully, you will not have time to waste. Are you hearing me today? If you are walking with God, I mean, if you are following him and doing what he wants you to do, you will not have all kinds of time to waste. Now, now somebody might say, well, I need a vacation. That's not a waste of time. Well, you need to relax, but that's not a waste of time. There are right times to sit down and watch a ball game. There's also times you're supposed to be doing something else and you're wasting time by doing that. Amen. An excellent person uses their time well. Thank you for those amens. Can we talk about having an excellent appearance? I mean, you all look good today, so nobody's going to get offended, right? But you may know somebody that needs you might need to get the tape or CD and give it to somebody who needs help in this area. I know a lot of Christians who need help in the area of their appearance. I mean, have you ever had somebody to witness to you? Uh, come up and share Jesus with you and their breath was so bad it about knocked you over. Huh? Or you look down and their fingernails are all filthy and they're... They, you want to? Can I talk to you about Jesus? Huh? Or you just... You just walk in the same room and you smell something? I know I'm not talking about you, but is this okay? <laughs> do you know your hairs on your head? They have places that they belong. <laughs> they do. And look, if you don't have a lot of hairs, then you just do do the best with what you have. But, uh, Amen. Sh- you should be shaved. If if you know people ought to, in other words, people ought to be able to tell what look you're going for. Now I know a lot of people <laughs> that it's very ambiguous. Do they mean to have bad head or is that the look? I was with a guy the last couple of days, and his hair. In, in big, uh, in, in like big triangle, triangular clumps, goes straight up. But I'll tell you, I knew exactly what he was going for. He was very neat about it. And so I'm not saying you have to look like, you know, Joe Postman or whatever, or, you know, whatever you think. But uh, I mean, people ought to be able to tell what you're going for, not just a little of everything. Hmm? We're talking about excellence. I'm scared to say some of these things. And I'm, I don't know, I'm pretty bold. Glory <laughs> to God. Your clothes. You should dress excellently. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I I'm, mean I'm pressed. Uh, I mean, it might be time to throw out certain things. You might say, I'm looking for somebody my size to give it to. Be sure that somebody would really want to wear that. Are you here today? Glory to God. How many would like to trade places with me right now and you stand up here and say some of these things and look at it? I believe God gave me these things, okay, to uh, to wrap up this series. Uh, Christians believe that Jesus was a slob for some reason, that he just had an untrimmed beard and just everything sloppy. uh, And, and you know, just wore a sloppy robe all day. And so we should look sloppy. But that's not Jesus. Come on. He was excellent. And so it's, you know, we don't need to live an untucked life is what I'm saying. And we need to shine the shoes. And that takes effort. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me talk about us talking excellently. When Paul said that I don't come to you with excellency of speech and wisdom, it did not mean that he talked like a lowlife. Right? Right. What he, what he meant was that the spiritual content of what he was saying outshined the, his natural phraseology and the way he put his words together. Your kids should be excellent. And yours are. Man, the kids that, go, that walk in these doors, man, they, just, they look sharp. But they ought not to be filthy all the time. And they ought to be well-dressed you know, to the best of your ability. Hello. Yeah, you've heard the saying, haven't you, that you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And you never the thing about it is, is you don't always get an email saying you're going to be making a first impression coming up here. Go get ready. (laughs) Or you don't get a call on your cell phone saying, "Uh, hey, get ready. You got to make a first impression. No, it comes when it comes. What do you have to do? You got to be ready. Is this excellent today? If you cook, cook with excellence. Don't bring, you know, don't bring cookies to your neighbor with an invitation to a church if you can't bake. Oh. Right? If you do it, do it with excellence. Hey, you know what? Excellent people are on time. Excellent people are on time. I'm just telling you. Punctuality is a serious thing. If you if you are constantly late to appointments. And to, and to meetings and to work and things like that. What you are saying is, hey, my time is more valuable than your time and my time's more important than your time. Glory to God. And it seems like when it comes to church, uh, because you're not getting paid to clock in, it seems like it don't make much difference at all what time you show up. But are you honoring God by being ready when it's worship time? He may. I've talked to you before about the first song blessing. Hmm? You get here for the start of the first song. I mean, God might want to God might have something for you right then at the start of the service. And if you're not here for that, you might miss it. Mm -hmm. Huh? I'm not fussing at you for anybody for being late, you understand. But uh, I'm just saying excellent people are on time. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Excellent people have manners. They don't interrupt all the time. Um, they don't ignore people when they come into a room and there's, and, or when somebody new walks by. They don't just ignore them. I know that seems to be the North's way of doing things. But, you know, you can be very, very friendly yeah. to somebody you don't know. Hallelujah. Can we finish up this series by looking at a scripture? Yes. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 1. You know, um, I really do believe and I've told you before that I believe that that the people here are people of excellence. There's areas that probably all of us um, can, can improve in. You know, certainly myself, I've I've looked at these areas and thought, boy, I'm saying that and I'm not too good at it. That piles of stuff thing I talked about before. You remember that? <laughs> huh? Piles of papers. Yeah, sometimes I have piles of papers. I guess you don't, but I do sometimes. Sometimes I look at my desk and thank God I don't have any drawers in in this one particular desk, but sometimes I see dust on it. It's been there for a while. But I'm changing. I'm excellent. What are you? Excellent. Excellent. Second Peter 1. Verse three says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Now, I want to read this in the Amplified because the word there translated goodness is the word for excellence. Would you listen to it in the Amplified Bible? His divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are suited to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence. You and I have been called with a high calling and we've been called to be people of excellence. Amen. The Bible says so. What's quiet in this church. This is not a dead church. This is a live church. You've been called to be excellent. Top shelf, top notch. How come? So when you walk in the room, heads turn. Not so people can just stare at you. What are they supposed to see in you? They're supposed to see God in you. You remember Matthew 5 says, Let your light so shine among men that they could see your good works and glorify you. No, it doesn't say that. They'll glorify who? your Father in heaven. People are supposed to see you and say, praise God. Wow. Look what the Lord's done, especially if they knew you before you were excellent. Huh? They can look at you and say, wow, miracles happen. Glory to God.